I might like, have you up. met her in person yet? No. <laughs> Nate, if you, you are a full grown adult, like you yeah. can meet her at a bar. Yeah, What's the worst that happens? Where some attractive girl sitting at the bar and sees this girl lose her mind yeah. and is like, "You, well, you got to turn this guy, off Nate Safe Brain and turn at this point turn on Comic Nate Brain, Comic Nate, Comic. Let, let's go. Like Comic Nate, Nate goes. Great. Let's see what this, happens. This is content. Like if nothing else. Like. Like as a, I, you know, me situations since being a comic, I've been like, oh, I don't know, let's just see what happens, <laughs> and you just see what happens because you're like at the end of the day, you know, that's you're why an adult. he was at a strip club with T Pain. That's the only reason. You feel like Welcome to Fourth and Ten. Right here on 4thDistrict.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, all powered by the 4th District Podcast Network. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Three comedians, ten topics, the unofficial podcast of Aquaman, starring Jason Momoa in theaters December 21st. <laughs> Don't do that. I know how pumped we all are about the Aquaman movie coming out. Yeah, why was Aquaman wearing leather pants underwater, bro? Don't worry about it. We're all excited <laughs> about the movie. It looks no. great. No. I'm surprised there weren't seahorses in that yeah. picture. Because uh, seahorses aren't vicious. He had sharks. And killer whales. You know, what is this? Sharknado meets uh, a bad superhero movie. Yeah. It might be. We don't know, but I'm excited know, about it. I know Aquaman don't wear leather pants, bro. Look, guys, we're all excited about <laughs> it. I, I do love Jason, though. Yeah, yeah no, I hope. I hope he's, he's a good, good actor. It's gonna I be great. It's, it's gonna be fun. Per- he's more actually a better person. <laughs> My yeah. name's Nathan Owens. You can find me on Twitter at I am underscore Owens. Snapchat, Instagram, it's just I am Owens. It's great to be here. Uh, I think Damon's gone. We just lost no, him. No, he, he's coming back. He's coming. I mean, he'll come back eventually. Yeah. Don't like, say that. People will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just tweet him. Like, when you come back and just send yeah. sad emojis. It's crazy. Damon Damon came back, and I'll just I'll tell this story real quick. Uh, so he went for his 10th anniversary. They went to New York, London, Paris. He came back uh, and then just did a skull show where Dave Chappelle drops in. Oh, yeah, I was there. Uh, yeah, Damon had, like, the greatest, the greatest couple weeks of his life. Yeah. And then is now back on a cruise making yeah. more money chasing his dreams. Yep. I mean, he he went all in, guys. He went all in. He went all in, and uh, shout out to and Damon. he is doubling up. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! Oh, listen, I'm telling. Everybody, I've been saying for years, Look, Damon is going to end up being the Bill Cosby. How did we how did the set go with Chappelle in the building? Listen. Oh well, he, <laughs> Chappelle. David Purdue's here. All right, <laughs> I'm here. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter at Do or Die. That's at D U E O R D I E. All right. So Chappelle didn't see any comedian perform. <laughs> okay. Let me start there, and then he went on to do an hour and a half with Ti there. Ti was there, and it was basically like Chappelle talking to T.I. and people happened to be there. Got you. So, like, because he even said, he was like, I'm not going to give you material. I get paid too much money to just <laughs> give you free stuff. And he's like, I know somebody's recording or something. I'm not going to. But something, I mean, he was still funny. He had moments where he was funny, but it was really just like, you could tell it was like a conversation with him and T.I. He was just like, I want to see if this works on stage. Where's a, where's a comedy club here? And they found one. And then he just like popped up after a show was already over. And then, you know, but they so they made people go longer than normal to just save it till Chappelle got there. I literally left the show. I was like, I got a text from one of my little birdies in the sky. It was like, yo, Chappelle might be here. And I was hosting the show. And I was like, all right, everybody, bye. <laughs> I got done. Like, I didn't stay around and wait for nobody. And I, because I've never seen him live. And to me, that's the GOAT, right? And so, I, I you know, I, I literally paid for parking, ran up there, and then saw Damon in the hallway. And we were both like, this is crazy. And I never, I didn't get to meet him or nothing. But I was like, yo, this is. It was special. 
I saw yeah. one comic post. He's like, I've only been doing comedy a year and a half, and I just got to open for Dave Chappelle. No, nope, no, you didn't. I was like, no, you oh, didn't. buddy. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh. You did not open for him. I couldn't tell if that was sarcastic or not. It wasn't. It wasn't. But I didn't it think it was. Yeah, it, was a, it was a bad, humble brag. Yep. Oh, man. It did not work that way. But yeah, so anyway. Uh, That's okay. We got our producer, Dan Duncan. What's up? I'm filling in. Up. Yeah. Until Damon decides he doesn't want to be on a boat anymore. There we go. Which Damon. will never happen. Damon's a pirate. Damon's bro. nautical now. Yeah. That's just who he Damon is. Damon is Aquaman. Damon is Aquaman. <laughs> if you want to hear Damon, go book a... Is it, is it, can we say what ship he's on? I think it's Carnival. Know. I think it's Carnival. Okay, it's yeah. Carnival. I think he's working yeah. for Carnival Crew. Yeah. But I don't know if it's just one. I don't know if the, the agency that he works for sends him to just Carnival. It or if they're just like, oh, there's a boat. Point is, he getting to it. Yeah. So if I you're love it. if yeah. you're on the high seas, check out the comedy show. Yeah, Damon might be there. That's yeah. amazing. Good chance. That's yeah, a good chance. unless it's cold. If you go, if you're one of those weirdos who's like, I want to take a cruise through Alaska. It's like <laughs> I, it's, wanna, I really want to go on a cruise I, in Alaska. It's cold. <laughs> Honestly, I I feel like I would want to do that more than right now. You wouldn't want oh no no, no. sixty now, degrees and like I I would go on a summer cruise through Alaska. That's when they happen, Nate. Yeah, they don't happen. Oh, I assumed it was like <laughs> Titanic. Come on, man. Like every time that I think just, we learned our lesson. It's just like Arctic. <laughs> no, bro. Come on, man. All right. I learned something new. There we go. Uh, <laughs> do we have any reviews? We do have a review today. Uh, Thank you guys for continuing to review after yeah, we, we hit our goal. We, we have. We, did we hit, what did I say? Well, our next goal is 175. Yes. No, our goal is 500 retweets. We still want 500 retweets, <laughs> On the guys. previous episode yes. of 4th and 10. Look, you guys if, don't want Nate punched in the face enough. If, really I, can be, if I can be a little arrogant. Uh-huh. It's not gonna happen. Ooh. I I feel like Ooh. I made a Called near. out, listeners. I feel like I made a near guaranteed bet. We yeah. didn't even put a time limit on it, and I'm not worried. Wow. I didn't even come back this week. Like, hey, let's give it another week, and then the bet's off. We'll give it another two weeks. It's not gonna hit 500 Ooh. retweets in the next two weeks. I do think it should expire at some point, but I, I'm not even worried about that conversation I, right now. I have uh, a meeting tomorrow morning with someone that has millions of followers. I might <laughs> beg. After that, <laughs> after that comment that you just yo, made. we need to come back next week, and your face <laughs> is set up to get punched. I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm rejoicing Look, your pain, but I will kind of feel like it's fine. I, I love, I love our listeners, and mm-hmm. I would love for us to reach that. Um, I would love for us to reach numbers without me having to potentially That'd be, be nice hurt. too. That would be nice too. Nice too. But you know, until then, but you fake it till you make it, man. Let's figure see what it happens. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna hit two fifty, which is gonna be great. I'm gonna be very thankful and also a little upset. Okay, <laughs> little hurt, little hurt. All right, this is uh, from Joe Roberts again. If I've read this, have I read this one already? <laughs> I don't know. It just says there's a hundred of them. I know there's that much. I should have went in order, and now I can't. Uh, it just says sports greatness, five stars, best and funniest podcast in the world. Guys, he didn't say in America. He said the world. The world. There's a lot of podcasts in the world. Podcasts pop up all the time. We're the best in the world. Nate hates is my favorite topic. Just to hear Nate's ridiculousness is amazing. Shout out to you because you thought. I love how every time Nate gets a smile when somebody mentions him, and then everybody that <laughs> that reviews it goes, "This is great." Because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate's face is like, smile. Oh, oh no, I feel bad. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, thanks, Joel Roberts. Appreciate you. Guys, continue to rate and review us, um, you know, because we out here. And we would really appreciate you guys, um, you know, letting the word, letting people know what we're up to. Also, we got some shout outs. We got some patrons. We do That's have right. some patrons. We got some patrons. You want to shout out the patrons? I can shout out the patrons. Okay. Uh, if it'll load. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You guys see Nate uh, doesn't have any more data on his cell phone plan. <laughs> I don't. I got you. Bro. I don't. We didn't have Wi-Fi this weekend, so like I sucked it all up. It's not good. I'm gonna get a text from my dad soon. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad, he's texting me. <laughs> he is. Uh, 
Thank you so much to a ten dollar patron. Are we? Do we, do we say? Do we say monetary value? We did. Not normally. Yeah. Not normally. <laughs> hey, you just put a business on the street. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we can edit that out. Yeah, no, we won't. We'll work on that in post. <laughs> <laughs> Our new patron, uh, Andreas Olsby. Thank you so much. Uh, also, Jen Hawk. I know I said your name correctly, uh, and only because I used to watch The Soup religiously, and there is a show. What's the soup? The soup was a show hosted by Joel McHale. It sort of got a spiritual talk soup. Yeah, it was talk soup, and then it's just the soup. And now it's the Joel McHale like show on Netflix. Soup for like the like chicken noodle soup for the soul kind of book. Well, I think it was uh, the started out talk soup, and then it's just the soup, and they just kept with the name. Yeah, it was on E all yeah. the time. He made fun of a guy named Mike Hawk a lot. People could spell and, it. And uh, the yeah, name was spelled the same. So I'm very confident. Even though Jen called me out on Twitter that I couldn't pronounce her name. Boom. Jen Hawk. And if, Hawk is a great last name. What if what if you're wrong? Like what if it's an E? Like if anything, I improved it. If it's a <laughs> if it's incorrect, <laughs> you're Hawk is a cooler Shout last out name. To confident Nate. Yo, this episode about the great Nate coming in swinging. Jen Hawk confident. sounds like a superhero. If you become a patron, you'll hear Nate's uh saga through <laughs> Yo, what might be the, the most interesting data dating. Oh yeah, a series of events that I've heard in a long you, time. If you're not a patron, just listen. You gonna want to be a part of this. And for patrons, if patrons. you haven't listened yet, yeah, just go listen. Just go listen, because guys, we're <laughs> Nate is out here just floundering, wilding. Yeah, we're trying to help him out. You could have a worse, you know, two months. You Nate. Could have worse two months. You could have a worse two months. That was yeah. basically the point. Gotta of... catch him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's worry it. about having a great next hour. You guys ready to jump go. into let's it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, topic one. Let's talk about uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, because David cares a lot about his dating life, he wanted to talk oh about uh, Tim Tebow is dating Miss Universe. So that was a big deal. Um, I didn't think it was a big deal. I guess we'll just start with that. Yeah, let's start with your, your um, take on it, please. You guys uh, were all pumped that he was dating Miss Universe, and you were talking about how crazy it was. And I was like, no, no, no. Everything has fallen into place for Tim Tebow in his entire life. It only makes sense that he's dating Miss Universe at this point. Like, he's fallen upwards through NFL jobs, through ESPN jobs, through now minor league baseball. And he's also falling upwards in the dating world because I believe uh, Miss Montana broke up with him or Miss Arizona. He got broken up with by a Miss State and he fell upwards into Miss Universe. Shout out to Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow does not play by our rules. Tim Tebow's life has not just been on rookie mode. It's been on rookie mode, and he's had seven created players on his team. That's how Tim Tebow's life has worked, and now these guys are shocked that Tim Tebow's dating Miss Universe. I'm I'm shocked that Tim Tebow's not going to die alone because nobody's good enough for him. Stop it. I'm not going to let you disrespect the game that Tim Tebow has to have to pull a Miss Universe. You can say, oh, he's failed up or whatever. Or like he should, obviously he's an athlete and he should end up with Miss Universe. No, Miss Universe gets hollered at by like princes of Dubai. <laughs> you know what I mean? People who own like countries. countries. Okay. I guarantee you they slide up in the DMs. And Tim Tebow and his minor league baseball and his 240 average and his seven home runs, you know what I mean? And his not his sometimes on ESPN was like, I got I got a game for you, baby. Like, look, no one's sitting here pretending that Tim Tebow has it hard. Yep. No one's saying, saying that. that. Not saying that. But what I am saying is that if you look at every one of his things, like there is someone way better at those things than he is. Mm-hmm. It's always been. baseball, NFL, yep. quarterbacking, yep. looks Analyst. like 
just ESPN like yes, he's an it. he's an attractive dude, but is he the most attractive dude? No, he's no. kind of actually like goofy yeah. looking. Yeah. A he's a bit. goober. Sure, he is just a giant athletic. He's a bad analyst. Like he, he's so yeah. memeable on everything he says. Yes, it's but just the fact that he is shooting that shot is he pretty shot incredible. The shot and like that dude guys got that you I'm what I'm saying is instead of being like of course things line up for him you need to say how do I get like Tim Tebow I want to how do like I Tim. pull how do I pull a Miss Gwinnett County you know yeah. what I'm saying I mean that's your equivalent <laughs> like <laughs> starting low yeah you know what I'm saying like cuz you you <laughs> maybe I, mean, I should she, start with Hall County or Banks County first yeah, and then we'll, we'll work our way to Gwinnett yeah but what I'm saying is like like we need to applaud Tim Tebow and his game here cuz we always talk about his game he's not a good baseball player he ain't got no. He ain't got no baseball game. He ain't got no football game. He got real life game because he pulled a Miss Universe, and that one I will clap for him. I clap for him. I think they find his homeschoolness endearing. See, why do you want to put? You have homeschooled. I don't understand why he's not your hero. I don't understand that because he should be your hero. No, because somehow he, be he found a cheat code. No, no. So, I don't know. I don't in. know what it is. He leaned into I have the not homeschooled. It out. He leaned yes. into. He leaned into all of that while you try to shun it. That's not how you, you play. Try, no, you should never lean into homeschoolness, and it should work out. I've seen you guys. Mad. I've seen guys lean into homeschoolness, and now they're in the seventh year of their four year degree at Covenant College. That's what happens <laughs> when you lean no. into homeschoolness. No, I've and he seen leaned it into like happen. the super Christian thing. He which most into, people are like most people mm. only. He leaned into I'm all of the things that people lean away from. And it got him where he's Tim going. Tim Tebow is one of those guys that's like a one in a million. Getting advice from Tim Tebow is like, have you ever met a Damon does this sometimes. You meet a married person mm. and they give you dating advice mm. that would only work for their wife. <laughs> and you're like, that you're so blessed that it worked out. Yeah. Damon has work. told me the story about how he and Katoya met. And I was like, Yeah, man, that's right place, right time. Mm. That doesn't work on any other that opening line doesn't work on any other girl. That opening text doesn't work on any other girl. So as much as I appreciate your advice, uh, that's not going to work for me. Nah, bro. You got to take advice. Tebow's <laughs> the same way. Nope. You got to listen to Tebow, man. No. That is your hero. Tebow you should is have a- his picture up on the wall. You should be like every day. First you pray, obviously, and then you go, Tim Tebow, how we, how we, how we attacking the day? What are you doing today? <laughs> Tebow how do I be a- like you, Tim? Tebow you know is saying? a glitch in the matrix. No, Tebow, I'm telling you, if you're a homeschool kid right now listening to this and you like, you, you see everybody hate on Tim Tebow and you kind of want to hate on Tim Tebow, you look yourself in the mirror and be like, why can't I be like I, Tim Tebow? I am Tim, I am Tim Tebow. No homeschool kid wants to hate Sometimes Tim Tebow, and that's part of the problem. Every homeschool kid me. thinks it's obtainable now. So we got all these goofy kids I dream to be. getting out of 15 <laughs> passenger vans and ashen wash jeans thinking that they can be as athletic as Tim Tebow. They're not you leaning can't. in as hard. They You're can't. Not, I want to see you lean in, Nate. I guarantee you you can pull... Uh, you know what I'm saying Miss uh, Ponce de Leon Or whatever <laughs> <laughs> You've gone from county to street Hey man I brought you into the city though <laughs> That's true Fair enough I got, hey, I got 19 people. You could at least now. got Anastasia Yeah No <laughs> I, I had zero chance at that That's true uh, Yeah we don't have to explain who that is But I want to know I saw So she got engaged on Instagram Did you hear how they met? Mm. No They met because he put his number on a Chili's receipt. Come on, man. She was the waitress. And that's another thing. I was like, there's some guys that are. They're on rookie mode. You're that guy. You can they be are that on guy. Rookie mode. You need to I'm start not. writing your phone number on everything. No, because it would end <laughs> yeah, up in a bro. bathroom wall because <laughs> my cousin did it to me at Champies in Chattanooga and I got signed up for so many cruises <laughs> because they wrote my number on a receipt. Bro. <laughs> okay. But you. Champies off MLK in Chattanooga. I've been at I am so sorry. The waitresses are attractive. They're very attractive. I'll waitresses. be honest. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how legally you can hire like that, 
Champies has made it work. Champies has made it and, work. And uh, they put any number that you put on a receipt, they put on the wall of, of the women's bathroom. Oh. And uh, I got a lot of mean texts. I bet. And all because of Ben. Loving Dude. cousin Ben that you guys are like, why don't you hire him? Ben is good people, man. Ben's great. Yeah. And he you shot just, my shot, but the shot, shot hit me in the head. You got to shoot your shot, bro. You got to shoot your shot. That's all I'm saying. Shoot, Put it up. Shoot your shot, man. Be like Tim. Be like <laughs> I Tim. don't know if Tim shot a shot. There's a very good chance that Tim walked out his front door no, and ran so into Miss Universe. You want to believe that he doesn't have. That's what I'm mad. Like you don't. You want to believe he doesn't have game. Doesn't have this. Like he doesn't. He's just hopeless and like this dumb guy just falls into stuff. He's smart. I've bro. heard him talk. That's fine. He sometimes is. the best game is no game. Sometimes the best game is no game. You ever heard that? So you don't even know about that game. All right. Next topic. We're gonna talk about a guy who had a little bit of a different career than Tim Tebow. Adam Pacman Jones. Successful NFL career. Successful NFL career. Yes. Uh, potentially beloved or hated for, I'd say, different reasons. I just say NFL career. Everything else, not so successful. Sometimes <laughs> it's how your life works. Sometimes you're not good at everything. So Adam Pacman Jones uh, got into a fight that was filmed. Yeah. Uh, I, what, which airport was it? Was it Atlanta? I'm going to guess Hartsfield. I felt okay. very Hartsfield. Yeah, it, it did. So, uh, so the indicator some, was uh, the enormous amount of black people in the <laughs> Just keep it one. <laughs> there we go. Uh so Pac-Man's walking through the uh the airport. Yeah. Uh just picked up some food. Yes. Uh walking Popeyes th- to be exact. Popeyes just it was walking sad through. They hit yes. The ground. yes. This guy just comes out of nowhere in a vest. In so a vest. I feel like he either worked there. Yeah. Or or he worked. worked there. It's he crazy. TSA agent. TSA oh, agent. T S to the month. That's why you don't tell people they're an agent, because they get a big head. Yeah, if I was an agent, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Walks in with an orange vest. Uh, and just starts talking. I, I, we, we saw the video once. I'm not exactly sure what he said. I don't said. know what prompted the fight at all. Here's what my most confused about. You brought up the orange vest. Nothing. If I ever have an orange vest on that lets me know I'm not qualified to do anything outside of what they told me to do <laughs> while I wear that orange vest. You know what I'm saying? I remember one time I was in parking lot ministry. I had an orange vest on and somebody asked me directions and I was like, that's outside of what I do. <laughs> Yeah, just because of the vest, take the vest off. I might know where to find wherever you're trying to find. Right, and this vest, they know. Like, man, you do one thing and one thing well. You show people where to park, sir. In the vest at TSA, listen, you have one job, and that's to just annoy people with your questions and your, your hand movements or whatever TSA, all the stuff TSA do. So he was out of his league. First off, thinking like, I'm gonna fight a dude. Maybe he didn't know who Pac Man was. Well, he was. I, I did hear him talk to him by name. Oh. He knew who he was, and then oh, I, he knew this dude from high school. Then I think I think the the limit for Pac Man was when he started talking to the woman that was with him. Right, started Can't talking talking to her. Uh, Pac Man let it go a lot further than I think most people would. Yeah, because uh, he knew he let him talk a lot, and I feel like the guy took a couple swings before Pac Man Pac- Jones. He pushed Pac Man first, right? Yep. Yeah, he pushed Pac Man first, and which I'm pretty sure you Pac Man, he like ding ding ding. <laughs> Winner, yeah. winner, yeah, because it's like, oh, and he's okay, because he had to see the cameras. So once you get pushed first, like self defense, I know I'm good. It's just like when your parents say, you don't start the fight, but you finish it. I was guaranteed that's all he heard. And he was like, oh, now I'm about to go in on this dude. Now, you and he know, did. He sat him down. He did sit him down. He, it could have went worse. If that if mm-hmm. that woman wasn't in the way to like shield that man and kind of block Pac Man or whatever, yeah, he probably would have went to jail because he definitely could have like like really hurt that dude. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think people aren't talking about too. You're in an airport. There's a chance that uh, Pac-Man Jones is jet lagged. To fight yeah. that well after coming off a flight, yeah. flying has stressed me out the three times I've done it. Okay. 
So I'm not ready to fight anybody before or after a flight. Yeah. Wait, you've only been on a plane three times? I have. Uh, I flew to Colorado when I was four. Um, oh, God. And I don't really remember that. And then when I was 20, 21, I went to Boston for 4th of July. And that was cool, but I stayed up about 32 hours to make sure I would pass out before the plane took off. <laughs> so I got on the plane. I stuck my pillow in my lap, and I laid down. I kind of like made myself into a C, slept on my stomach pillow, uh, buckled up. And I, I told, I was like, don't let a stewardess talk to me. Don't do it. Like, it's a three-hour flight. I just got to get through it. Fell asleep. Woke up yeah. in Boston. And I was like, good. But I was still tired and a little stressed out because I was like, we just fought gravity. Yeah, we just we just did what man was not intended to do. When was the third? <clears throat> Coming back from Boston. <laughs> so you have three total. See, you're going to go to London. Well, no, I guess four total. You're going to go to okay. London this summer. Well, no, they that, that didn't work out. Oh, okay. They came back. Ah. David and Bethany are back, so. You sound so disappointed. <laughs> you know, you can still go to London. Can I can, I can still. And look, traveling is not. I know. I know flying is safe. Mm-hmm. I know that in my head. Yeah, you've been then, in more car accidents than you in plane accidents. I understand that, and that's that's yeah. fine. There's also a lot more cars on the road than there are planes in the sky. Sure, uh, which should make it safer. It's just in my heart the whole time. <laughs> in my heart. In my heart. I know. In my head, I'm just like Nathan. Look at the statistics. Not only that, look at the science. The guy up there knows more right now than you will in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Like you're in very good hands. Yeah. Like the science of keeping this plane in the air is vastly superior to anything that you learned yeah. in Christian school. <laughs> so you should be fine. And then my heart's like, yeah, but what if it's not? What if everything from- breaks apart? And I'm just like, it's not going to do that. You can't that. live your life like that, bro. Look, I was like, heart, stop. And, <laughs> no. he, and he was like, I can't. This, this is, is why you got to do this stuff. This is why you got to just do stuff, man. <laughs> you are way too in your... That's one of the saddest things I ever heard. That's when like, you guys are why talking about you... like flying to Chicago. And you're like, we could yeah. drive. It's only like 10 and a half, 11 hours. I'm like, yeah, we, I can pitch here's, it. You, here's, what, here's how... You, what, what makes you think you're so special that the plane can go down just because you on it? It's not that. It's think actually, about how many horrible people out here that it should go down on it and it doesn't, and you like, I'm special. Look, it's the opposite. It's that Nate Bargatze joke where he's like, you ever gotten on a plane and looked around and be like, this is the plane that would go this down. This is the plane that would go down. All these people look like faces. Yeah. <laughs> they look like faces that would <laughs> They look down. like faces that would die in a plane crash. Oh, wow. Look, that kind of stuff hits me all the time. We're going to get you out your comfort zone, man. Everything is out of my comfort zone. No, I'm saying we're going to really get you out of your comfort zone because this is bad. You right. can't live your life like this, bro. <laughs> Next topic. We're going to talk about two-sport athlete Stephen Curry. But first, we have a message from this week's sponsor. All right. We are back. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit of golf. Uh, so, Steph Curry and Dale Curry had a celebrity tournament this weekend. Uh, where was it? It was Lake Tahoe. Is that? I don't know what course is next to Lake Tahoe. Some charity golf tournament. Charity it's a, golf it's tournament. It's like the celebrity golf tournament. Okay, so it's the so like it's the it, if you're a celebrity, you play and like you're good at golf, you play in this tournament. Like Charles Barkley got last Tony Romo won, like. Okay. But if this is the one that you brag about if you win, mm. okay. Uh, Curry lost, had to jump off a boat. Lost to his dad. Oh, lost to his dad. I thought they were on the same mm. team. Okay, <laughs> lost to his dad. Had to jump off a boat into Lake Tahoe, and I don't know about you guys, I could feel. Uh, the Lakers slash Warrior fans' hands immediately begin to sweat as he climbed to the top of that boat. Hey, why do you say Lakers slash Warriors fans? Because Lakers fans are Warriors fans right now. Um, because <laughs> they're fair weather. Who Warriors fans? Laker fans. Oh yeah, Lakers. Warrior fans have been there for a while. Yeah, but most of them are Lakers fans right now. 
They'll come. They'll come back once LeBron takes them to five games. We'll see. Oh, you think people don't cheer for the people that were cheering for the Warriors have shifted their allegiance to the no, Lakers? No, I think people that cheered for the Lakers cheered for the Warriors, and now now they're kind of stuck. That was a dumb thing for me to say. I didn't mean to go that deep into it. I thought it'd be kind of a little jab at Laker Nation. Wasn't worth it, bro. Wasn't worth it, and I apologize. That was on me, guys. I got flustered talking about flying, and <laughs> got him all out of element. Continue. <laughs> Stephen Curry had to jump off of a boat yes. into Lake Tahoe, and I think that is a super dumb thing for arguably the most important person in your franchise history to be doing because of a celebrity golf tournament. Well, there's no alligators in Lake Tahoe. I'm not talking about alligators. You're still jumping off a boat. That's still an unknown no, quantity. He, he didn't jump off a boat. He did. He Well, first he just jumped into the lake, and then he swam out to a boat and then jumped off of a boat. I mean, you know water's soft. I know water's soft. <laughs> Water, I don't think, is what was going to hurt him. What was going to hurt him? The boat. Wow. What if you don't jump far enough? You know, he jumps enough? for a living. I understand that. He also has bad ankles. He's not going to hurt his ankle landing on water. Not la- <laughs> I'm not talking about the water is not what I'm worried about. You're worried about a lot of things this episode. I'm worried about the boat. <laughs> what, I saw climbing on top of a boat. First off, sometimes boats are slippery. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing. Just being like, we, should call, that, like we should call Damon. Is your boat slippery right now? Is your boat right slippery? Now? Yeah, don't get too close. You might slip and fall off of the carnival cruise. You, I'm just saying, like sometimes boats are slippery. It's really how you live your life, huh? Just afraid of everything. I was just like, man, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. What's like, he supposed Steph, to do? Don't. Live in a bubble? Here's the thing. Yes, it wasn't until while you're the most important person on your team and in franchise history. It was you live in a bubble. It wasn't until this very moment that I realized why Nate was qualified to be a nanny. <laughs> It's like, oh, he's afraid of everything, and therefore he would protect the child like it should be afraid of everything. This is, all right, you make so much more sense to me now. Like, why would people entrust their child to this, this guy? But then it's like, oh, because he's afraid of everything, and as a mother, that's the energy you want to put on the person responsible for your child. Have motherly energy. Are you energy? also, yeah, you have very motherly energy. Are you also, this is how, are you also afraid of everything? You're like, yes. I'm like, you can watch my child. I'm afraid of this, but I'll take the challenge. Is that how it works, Dan? Is that what you look for in childcare? <laughs> just somebody who's just scared of Fearful. everything. Fearful. Fearful. Uh, no, not my kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> so you guys, there's be... certain kids that they probably there. Someone needs to be afraid for them. Yeah. Oh yes, for sure. I kind of want my kid to fall off things and. That's good. Learn. Yeah. No. No. I I get that, but also your kids not responsible for a multi-million dollar franchise, which the Warriors are. And are only going to make more money. Like, I, I get wanting your son, who the world is brand new to him, to explore and, and see what's out there and see what his limits are. Curry, no, man. Live in a bubble. Go to the beach with your wife and kids. Can't Stop climbing on things that might be slippery. Scared money don't make money. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the law right there. Scared yeah. money don't make money, bro. He can hurt himself by stepping on a glass bottle that got right. left on the beach. Right. There's a hundred different ways. To hurt yourself. Right. So why would you add more? How There's a hundred ways to hurt yourself being careful. How much more does that number being just careful, go up when you're not being honestly, careful? Honestly, what about his his Like, think about how he plays basketball. He doesn't play careful. That's what makes him great. Yep. Not being careful. Yeah, you would take, like, the wild thing uh, from, what's the baseball movie? Uh, Major, Major League. League. Major League. And just put all the nice clothes on him. Yeah, you're that just like oh, you're no, major no. league. Get two. rid of the motorcycle. <laughs> you're major league too. That's the most hurtful thing you have ever said me to me. And Dan, I hear being major league. You know how we talked about you're when major it, league when, back when the to the minors. Went, nope. You know how you were like when joking gets too far. We need to talk about it. 
too far, David. You just, Major, <laughs> you called me a straight to VHS. Major League Two was baseball that, sequel. Major League, did that go? That was the one that had a. It probably went straight to VHS. Oh, that know. one. It was still good. It was still good, but it, he he ruined him by putting him in that suit. Your guy puts in his this you again. No, I'm learning I so much about you this episode. I don't want to change who Curry is. No, you did though. If he's making me money, yeah. I want him to be safe. You're the dude that when players pick up basketball and gets excited about setting picks. I learned. I'm, I'm learning so much about you today, bro. Sometimes that's how you get in the game. See what I'm saying? Nope, nope. You gotta put it up, bro. You gotta make yourself valuable. Anybody can stand there and set a pick. No, apparently not. No, they can. People don't want to, but anybody can do it. But can you? Can you go out there and make something happen? That's what Steph Curry does. That's why he jumped into the water. He knows he's the man that can make something happen. All right, what we got next? All right. So as you guys know, uh, we are the number one podcast uh, in the sports world to give you updates on how dangerous zoos can be. Yes. And uh, we have another update for you guys from New Orleans. Uh, a jaguar escaped. No nope. New Orleans Zoo. Got to leave that whole state. And then goes on, <laughs> according to Fox 17, uh, a killing rampage. <laughs> That's what they said. Uh, it's a three-year-old male drag They don't even say that about white gunmen. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is why you listen for those takes. I'm in my zone today, guys. Man. That's I've a got, fact, though. I, we can't, I can't, can't move on from that. Oh, okay. I think we can just end this topic. <laughs> I, I think we, the media, I don't know where that came from, guys. Media is Anything harsher. that we say about this from now on. We'll, so let's, let's just, we just take let's a beat. Try. We let's can appreciate. Beat. Let's just take a beat. All right, reset. Appreciate the take. Reset. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, man. So uh, a cat escaped big a cage. Cat. Very big, dangerous cat. And killed other what did he things. kill? Yeah, what did he kill? Uh, that's what I'm. I'm sort of looking through uh, right now. It's really just zookeepers making excuses. Uh, that's just it. He killed quote five small animals. Uh, Yo, Jaguars. So he broke out of other cages and then got. Broke out of his cage and then well, got no, no. into so, other cages. I, I didn't know this, but somebody told me that like the New Orleans Zoo is like in the middle of the city. Oh no, nah, bro! Like houses are very close to it, so um, there's a very good chance he just ate a couple like dogs. Uh, <laughs> kind of like, like the Atlanta Zoo. Kind of like the Atlanta Zoo, kinda except g- without like the Grant Park buffer. It's not a buffer. Like they're like apartments. That I can hear see. the lion. I'm about to say, right. we heard a lion roar from here. There's like apartments there's that li- can see into the zoo. Oh no, nah, that's wild, bro. Yeah, so no, not a fan. Not a fan. Jaguars are my new favorite animal. I didn't realize I respected. Once I saw that video, of the jaguar like grabbing an alligator or a crocodile and like dragging it up. I was like, oh, pulled it into a tree. I didn't know you could do that. Like I was like, oh snap! I thought you were just one of those cats that just like, all right, we get like small animals and stuff. He was like, no, nah, I want. I'm feeling a crocodile today and just grabbing a, a crocodile. Is something you don't think is gonna get taken out by a cat. Got taken out by the cat. Yeah. Anytime you realize something is at the top of a food chain. Yeah. You're like, I didn't know. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know, and yeah. I apologize, sir. I did apologize to that Jaguar. I said, my bad. I didn't know you I had that in you. you. I underestimated you. <laughs> yeah. So it killed, what, some small animals? I think, yeah, just that's like three to five Can small I say animals. This? I am, um, this is going to be maybe a little controversial for some people. If I feel <laughs> like if an animal, yeah, it's my second time on this topic. If an animal escapes a zoo, I feel like you should, we all should just have to live with that. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get to capture it again. You just, you just like, you know what? He earned that. And now we all have to walk around with our heads on the swivel. It would make us respect animals a little bit more if you just like, hey, if you get up out of here, you live, bro. This is your life. You get anybody's house cat, little dog, whatever it is, that's on you. We, we, we brought you here. You become like the, the sacred animal of the, the neighborhood. The sacred animal, yeah. Like you just like, hey, we got to watch out for that because we brought him here. 
And now we got to live with these consequences. So I did a show last Tuesday at Eventide Brewing, mm-hmm. uh, which is a great show. Guy in the audience uh, was a zookeeper at the hmm. Atlanta Zoo. Oh, wow. Not only that, he's the dude uh, that takes animals out. He shoots them. He he's he's the gun guy. If something were to go wrong, he's like, nah, that's my responsibility. How many has he shot? Did you ask him that question? He hasn't shot any. A lot. Of, like I felt I felt bad for him. Like if you're at a comedy show where there's like there wasn't many people in the audience, it was okay. a fun show, but there's yeah. only like five, maybe ten people. Yeah. So I was like, man, if one of those guys is a zookeeper, every comic's gonna ask him oh, about yeah. it. I'd no ask questions. him about the vulture cage because it didn't have a top. Um, Can't fly. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, he was like, yeah, like I I gotta I gotta train for that. He so, like he trains every day just to make sure he's a sharpshooter, just in case something were to go wrong. What? Which I kind of respect. So he just goes to, he wakes up at 8 o'clock in the morning, goes to the zoo, and just like shoots targets. And just like, like shoots a few targets. Getting, getting and ready today. The yep. And then goes like washes work. the elephants. He Oh, so he also has to deal yeah, with yeah, animals he, too. Yeah, yeah. He takes care of the elephants. I think that's what he said was his main. But he was the guy also in charge of like, if one of these elephants start acting up though. Yeah. If they're like code blue or whatever <laughs> the code is. Yeah. He then he's like, all right. <laughs> Ties the bandana around his head. Turns into Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> he's like, they drew first blood. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. I didn't ask for this. None of us do a good Rocky or Sylvester. What was what was the general's name that he busted down his door at the end? I don't remember at all. He yells his name. So about the white people rampages. <laughs> want to go there you can go there i'm just saying that was a very they were that was very harsh language for that jaguar that we don't normally see we don't killing <laughs> killing rampage I was like, rampage i was like man this is harsh <laughs> i haven't heard that <laughs> like, jaguar, is it a random because the jaguar's like bro they wouldn't even feed me at the zoo like they were supposed to you know what i mean like i'm out here trying to get on these dogs i heard y'all barking how offended would the jaguar be He's like, hey man, my bad. I didn't know it was a rampage. Was I a thought rampage. it was just. I, was, I thought it was survival. I thought it was lunch. I'm out here. I wasn't getting fed regularly anymore because I made my freedom. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, I don't know, man. Like in my culture, if something's that small and that slow, I eat yeah, it. You eat it. I didn't know. Yeah. I, Sorry, miscommunication. My bad, guys. My bad, <laughs> if I could give it back, I would. You know what I'm saying? It was a little tough anyway. Just like apologizing for it. <laughs> All right, what we got next? All right. Uh, let's talk about the New York Jets, uh, but don't worry. We're not actually going to talk about the New York Jets. Uh, so they tweet out a picture from their locker room during, uh, I believe, uh, OTAs, mm-hmm. uh, talking to their new draft pick, Sam Darnold, uh, with just a uh, naked dude in the background. <laughs> That's, there's not a ton to this story other than the Jets took a picture of an interview with uh, one of their naked, hopefully naked players. It didn't say player. Uh, it said person. But I was um, like, I hope that was a person. Yeah, yeah, I was a player. If it was I hope it was a, a player. It was just, that, it's, a red, it's a janitor. Why is the janitor naked? <laughs> just, the, just the gardener. Just the gardener. Like, hey, man, look. Hey, it's warm. Was, it's shower time, bro. I'm like, just sweating, too. <laughs> it's warm out there today. I got caught in yeah. sprinkler. Had to, had to go quick. I got swamp butt. I, got I really feel bad for the social media person oh, on this one. So oh, cool. yeah. Because they grabbed the picture. Mm-hmm. All they looked at was, the, was Sam Darnold and his idea. ugly haircut. Right. They didn't see past it. They didn't see anything else. <laughs> they were like, I did my job. They I threw got the it. picture. They figured out like the copy. They worked really hard on the copy. Yep. Made sure it was spell checked. Yep. Posted it. And, like, and within about three fives. minutes, the internet got them. Yep. And it's and, there forever. And it was like, oh, there's a naked person in this yeah. picture. Do, do we know who the naked person is? No, I don't think their identity has been revealed. I mean, we can we can find out. No, we can even reveal. Like, if you're naked, we see you. <laughs> so... <laughs> See everything. You see everything. You're like, oh, that's such and such. I just want to know who's the first person to catch it. 
Because there had to be a couple people that are like, did I see a naked man in that picture? Are you going to snitch if you work there? I'm not going to snitch. I'm no. going to say nothing. I'm like, I didn't I'm, see if, if I know, I'm going to try to text the guy. Be like, hey, man, it's there's a naked dude in your tweet. But the internet's forever. That's what I'm saying. It's like, be prepared. You about to be. How, to I mean, especially if you're the Jets. You're an NFL franchise. How many eyes are on your tweet within the first 30 More seconds? More than most. Yeah. More Thousands. than most. Yeah. yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I, I do I do feel bad because you probably didn't think this was a very Jets thing to do. It was very Jets thing. It was. Do. It felt very Jets ish. Yeah. It felt very like we can't even do an interview. <laughs> like our interns are subpar. Yeah. Yeah. We can't even yeah. We can't yeah. Oh, man. That's uh everything has gone wrong. How do you feel about Sam Darnold, by the way? Yeah. <sighs> Look, I want to give him a chance. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. USC quarterbacks Fail. in the modern the time. time have not worked in the NFL. Not good Trash. At all. And I also didn't like that they re-signed McCown and signed Bridgewater. I was fine with them bringing in somebody, but you you paid a lot of money to three quarterbacks. When you have two clear people, I mean, Darnold's not going to start. No. Hopefully it's Bridgewater. That's who I'm rooting for. Um, also, like, I just want to know who McCown's agent is. I really do. The McCown brothers, if you represent them, I know I'm better in my field than they are. You have gotten both of Shout them out to that agent. so much work. Shout out to that agent. In, in an industry where people are very quick to throw you to the side. And the McCowns have stayed relevant? Well, because they found, listen, this just shows you that in America, anywhere, right? If good enough, though we hate on it because we love American exceptionalism, good enough keeps you around a long time. Yep. Good enough. Like you, if you want to be the best at your job, somebody's be like, "Man, I don't like him coming up on me trying to be the best." You're fired. Get out of here. But if you're just good enough, they're like, "Man, you ain't hurt nobody." You're good in the locker room. Get in the locker room. Good teammate. Yeah, you know, like they know they're not gonna never be the star, but they're like, "I'm gonna be good enough though. I'm gonna hold that clipboard. You know what I'm saying? I'll make sure coach got his coffee. I'm gonna high five everybody if they do good. We gonna have cool handshakes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right, you need a Gatorade. I got you. Boom, whatever the Gatorade. Wanted some extra reps. I got you. You trying to get reps to the first team? No, nah, I'm good. Just gonna chill right here with the second team. These my boys. These my guys. <laughs> Chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I, I, I don't condone it, and I, I don't believe in it. And for what I'm trying to do, but if you're out there and you just can see yourself not being great, be good enough. Just if you can see guy. that for yourself, I'm not great. Just be good enough. Okay. Yeah. There's I'm trying to motivate the unmotivated to stay unmotivated. <laughs> and then the naked guy. Yeah, and, and then, then the, naked the naked guy. guy. Just, I mean, you know, good for him being confident with cameras there. I mean, I guess it's part of your job a little bit, but. I think you trust the photographer to frame out. Definitely your own team's photographer. Yeah. That, that, that is yeah, this wasn't Getty images or yeah. anything like that. Like, this is their team picture that were like, oh, man, like, I, we put that really nice was back, he, he was background. all the way naked. Like, we saw everything. I didn't see the picture. I didn't pursue the, the picture. the backside of him. Okay. But well, he's naked. He's definitely, okay. Well, you know, man, look. Yeah. If yeah. I see a headline that's like, there's a naked dude in this picture, I'm just going to trust the headline. Can we just talk about the, like, locker room etiquette? Like, just being pure naked out, like, no towel, no nothing. I still find it weird. See, I, I still find it weird. Find it yeah, weird. I, when, I do, when, too. When I'm working, like, I'm working out in the gym. Yeah. Go in there and change. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm bearing everything for like fifteen. Yeah, seconds. Yeah, it's a minimal thing. Yeah. It's not like guys, we'll be for lunch later. Like you're <laughs> exactly. not starting yeah. a conversation. Also, like we'll just say this: be dry before you go for the change. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people make well, not mistake because they know what they're doing, but they'll come out wet and then they'll be like, "I'm just gonna get dried off completely naked in front of my locker." Yeah, no, don't do that. Be bro. ready. Yeah, be ready. <laughs> okay, bro. I want you to be dried off, underwear in the left hand. Yes, <laughs> ready to go. Towel goes down. 
minimal five seconds. And, yeah. and why? Why is it always like the like sixty year old? It's the oldest seventy guys. You know why? Because when you hit that, he's like, I wish you would say something about me and my balls. <laughs> yeah, they hanging. What's up? They supposed to hang. I'm old. I can't do nothing about it. I ain't trying to impress nobody in here. I got my wife and married her for 40 years. I ain't worried about none of y'all jokers. I got hang- low hanging balls. I remember the first time that I saw a fully naked man uh, was, so I, I had a friend whose dad ran the gymnasium at the YMCA mm-hmm. so we could get in for free. And, this story is starting to scare me. Well, <laughs> we could get in for free, so we would go swimming sometimes after okay. school, Yeah, yeah. Uh, which would be fun, but you had to go in the locker room, put your stuff in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when you're like, man, old guys are confident. <laughs> I remember that because we were in middle school, yeah. so you're ashamed of everything that's happening yeah. to your body. Well, you saw a naked man in middle school? Yeah. That should have been reported. <laughs> I don't know if you know this now. It was just the men's, it was just the men's locker room. I hear what you're saying. That should have been reported. <laughs> Ain't no, I'm glad you're an adult and it clearly hadn't scarred you enough. But, yo, best believe, if my kid comes to middle school, yeah, we was just changing and suddenly says dad was out there naked. I'm like, calling the police. We wrapping all this up. <laughs> you just very confidently describe what could be a real big problem. <laughs> That's I huge. Mean, we just got out of the locker room so quick. Nah, bro, I'm calling the cops. Bro, you don't need to be naked around me. I'm eighth grade, man. I'm in seventh grade. It's not the time. Go do you go later or before you just drive home stinging. You don't get to you don't get to have that moment. We don't share that moment. I got my little stuff and you grown. Like that's not what's happening. That's not on the call for. I'm very upset for seventh grade Nate right now. You should not have had to experience that. And I'm sorry that happened to you. That's not fair to you, sir. Well, <laughs> and any guy, I apologize to the women, because they there's no way there for them to relate to this. Every middle school kid, that first moment that you like have that moment. Yeah. It is burned into your memory oh, yeah, you don't, the rest gonna, of your life. You're not going to forget that. You're, you're not going to forget like, that. I don't ever want to look like that. Yeah, that's not me. I'm not going to be that guy. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Everything's confusing. It feels like you read the last chapter of a book. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't know any of these characters. <laughs> Who died? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's Steven? Yeah. <laughs> Steven wasn't in the chapter I was reading, yeah. and now Steven's killing somebody? <laughs> this is odd. This is not good. This is odd. I don't know if I want to finish this book. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to happen you. That's definitely. I very vividly remember the first time. <laughs> See, we're all I getting just, triggered. We're all getting. <laughs> I was just like reliving this moment of horror. Like <laughs> it is, and it you is. can't look away. It's you like can't. a car wreck. You can't. <laughs> it is. It's like, wait, what's happening? Why is no one protecting? It's like a car me? wreck that you're going to be involved in in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's so See, terrifying. The future's terrible. Not good. Old balls. Old balls, bro. Just out there, just swinging. <laughs> just, just like, what are we doing? Let's move on. I'm here truck knocking it. <laughs> if you're still with us, guys, uh, we have a kind of awkward Nate hates coming up. But first, we have another message from one of our sponsors. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's your grandma's favorite topic. Is Nate hates. Uh, if you don't know what Nate hates is, if we, we let the begrudging young Nathan Owens uh, just hate on something, and every week he he f- finds it in his heart to find a new thing to hate on. What we hate on this week, Nate? All right. So here's the thing. Last week, uh, I thought I was running out of stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna run out of stuff to hate. Okay. And then uh, I don't know. It's crazy how stuff works out. Okay. Um. So I had to go to a funeral last week. Hate starts with a funeral. <laughs> we're gonna we're just gonna talk about funeral etiquette. Because apparently there's a group of people in Southern Virginia uh, that don't have great funeral etiquette. I'm, I'm all you. <laughs> so my grandfather passed away. Uh, he passed away. Great guy. 78. Uh, beautiful life. We went to his funeral last Friday. Overall, it was it was a great service. Um, 
I did find out I found my least favorite place to tell people what I do for a living. Okay. Uh, which is a funeral home. <laughs> so the guy, so we're back in my dad's hometown, and the guy who runs a funeral home comes up to me. He's like, oh, you're Mike's son. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I graduated with your dad. And we like joked around. He's like, I got some stories for you later. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he's like, what do you do for a living? I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comic. And he goes, oh. <sighs> Well, I would I would love to talk to you about that when uh, there's there's an appropriate time to laugh. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> so I move on. Um, Thirty seconds uh, into being there with my grandma, I'm told I'm a surprise Paul Bear. <laughs> so that was fun to realize. My uncle Randy comes up to me in a panic, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to be a Paul Bear. Also, we got to find five more." Oh no, no, y'all ain't playing this out. No, no. All of Paul Paul's brothers dropped out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> he's 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 the second born of seven siblings. Oh. Uh, so we thought we had Paul Bears covered. <laughs> and they're all like, Yeah, I'm pretty old. So uh Yeah, no, that's on y'all. That's not on them. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know what's happening. We're driving to the service and my sister You Sarah, say he's the second youngest? Uh he no, he's second oldest. Second oldest. So everybody's younger than him. So I'm but like, they still in their seventies probably should be fine. I don't know. Late sixties. So I didn't know it. So I'm so Shame on another thing to worry about now, because now I might accidentally desecrate my grandfather's body <laughs> i'm terrified scary. i'm, I'm so scared that is scary <laughs> so i get a boutonniere which now i've got a sharp object near my heart okay. and uh <laughs> you live in fear you live in fear so much fear <laughs> can we just talk just briefly about what to wear to a funeral because i'll be honest my family went like over 45 <laughs> everybody missed, everybody swung and missed. <laughs> almost everybody swung and a miss um i was overdressed uh in a tie <laughs> Greatly overdressed. A lot of guys that look like I might go golfing. I might also sell you tractor supplies at a great low rate. Um, a lot so of what's that khakis in a golf shirt? A lot of golf shirts. A uh, couple pairs of, of of sneakers, but not like good sneakers, like Asics. A lot, a handful of Asics. Um, couple hats. My great uncle Finney uh, wore a hat. He took it off before he walked into the building. Right, so shout out to Uncle Finney. Uh, but <laughs> wait, his name's Finney. His name is Finney. Yeah, Patsy and Finney. My great aunt and uncle. I don't know what side of the family to go to. <laughs> I've met him a few times. The same, bro. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was another thing. I realized I don't look a thing like my dad's side of the family. And they all look the same. <laughs> I looked around the room. I was like, nobody knows I'm related <laughs> to anybody. So it was a shock. I'm like, why is he holding? Them? It was five great uncles that all looked exactly like my grandfather. And I was like, I don't look like You're any like, no. of you guys at all. My cousin looks like it. Anyway. Uh, so there's, there's music. I was offered to do music, which is not good. I play youth pastor guitar, which is like four chords. I can play satisfied all day long. That's it. <laughs> No but, one knows. Ninety percent of our listeners have no idea what song you just. And that's tried. fine. Look it up. It's four chords. Very easy to play. But my parents think that I'm really good at music, which is very sweet and Shout supportive. Out to of your them. parents being supportive it again. Is. So my dad's like, "Do you want to play music for the service?" And I was like, "No." Yeah, I could. I, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so my uncle Randy uh, found a gypsy on the New River uh, to come and play music. Wait, we still say gypsy? She is a self-proclaimed gypsy. Okay, you got to leave with On that. On the New River? What's the New River? So the New River is the river uh, that runs from Virginia to West Virginia. I believe it's the only this river is... I believe it's the only river in America that actually flows north. Great white water, eventually. Bro, uh, but it runs through Parisburg. I'm processing this. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we found a gypsy. What year am I in? There's a lot to it. So my gra- What even is a gypsy now? I don't know. How I'm do we still, just keep saying this? I'll be honest. And they found someone on a river? A, a gypsy on a river. My uncle gives was tours. Was going canoeing? What my was uncle, she doing? 
Yes. You just say stuff like that and not expect questions. All right, go ahead. Right. My uncle. You're gives, right. You should hate this. Yeah. My uncle gives tours of the dam there in uh on the New River, and uh the Boy Scouts were coming through, and he was giving them a tour, and she leads canoe trips for the Boy Scouts. Yo, this is the most nineteen. This gypsy. This we gypsy. Just, we also just call this person a canoe guide. Yes, she's a canoe guide on the New River. For the Boy Scouts. Slash gypsy. Slash self-proclaimed gypsy. Bro. Uh, so, she she shows up. Uh, she went gypsy. on stage without shoes. That was the first thing that well, I was like. Expect from a gypsy. I was like, that's, come on. I'll, I'll be honest. I went from sad to mad immediately. Because I was like, this took me out of this. I was in the moment. And then Nikki gets on stage. And she picked three of like the songs. And I'm like, you tried to hurt us. You tried to make us sad. Mm. And that's what I don't like. So she did. I mean, they're, they're great songs. So one of the songs was uh, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, which is a great, a classic Southern hymn. Sure, uh, I don't know it. She changed the words. You don't know of the Circle Be Unbroken? No. Really? Mm. So huh. <laughs> it's a song. I know the Ralph Stanley version the best. It's a song about somebody whose mom passed away, and it's kind of about her funeral and how the family deals with it. She changed the words uh, to make it more personal. And that made me mad. Cause I was like, don't try to make me sadder. Like she changed the words to like my pawpaw and like that kind of mm. stuff. And I was like, Ugh. like I cringed. Y'all remixing? Yeah. Without shoes. And I didn't like still that stuck at on all. The shoes. I'm still stuck on the shoes. Just wear shoes. You're performing. Not if you're a gypsy. Yeah. You're inside. First off, no. wear shoes then. This is the worst funeral of all time. <laughs> it was very she tough. Is Eric Benet? <laughs> that was for no one in this room. <laughs> But so, somebody out there is having a good laugh, and that's for you. So she she does that, and she was actually, she was fine. It's a guitar and a nice voice. And I was like, that's all we needed. We didn't need all the extra stuff. Nikki, that's her name. Her name's Nikki. Also, she's not a gypsy. She's homeless. I'm pretty sure she's still hanging out with my aunt and uncle. Cause they you took could be her. a homeless gypsy, right? I don't know. I'm I'm currently Googling gypsy, and I don't know what to I don't, I don't, know, what's I don't know either, because she was kind of racist against gypsies. Because she was like, yeah, I'm a gypsy, but don't worry. I don't steal. And I was like, that's racist, no. I think. What is he? What race is a gypsy? I don't know. I think they're a race. They're not a. I don't think you're allowed to say it in Europe. The Romanian people. I don't know. I think this is what I'm getting from here. Also, she like tried to be part of the family. Well, y'all invited her there. My uncle invited her. She tried to be like too much part of the family though. Like my parents, my parents' car broke down. Uh, the battery went dead during the funeral. So we walk outside for the procession, and uh, the car won't start. This is, this is the worst funeral. <laughs> it was so bad. The car doesn't start. So my dad kind of panics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is my dad's side of the family. So I, I'll give him a break for this. So he kind of panics, jumps into the car with my aunt and uh, my grandma, and they drive off. And then my mom's just kind of hanging out. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we look. my mom looks around and makes eye contact with us. And we're like, what are you, what are you doing? You got to go. You're the second car. And she's like, car's broken. And I don't know where your dad is. And then we see my dad in like another car and my mom just like looks at him, <laughs> like, I'm but, out. She, but she can't be too mad because yeah. like, you know, his dad died. Right. So she runs at us and she's like, get in. She's like, uh, I got to ride with you guys. And we're like, we don't have any other room. So Emily jumps in the trunk and my mom <laughs> slides in, in the back seat and, uh, and we make our way to the grave site. Uh, everything went fine. I didn't drop any of the casket, uh, even though it was my left side, my which is not side. my dominant hand. Mm. <laughs> That I've panic. Had that I've had that I tried to position myself to the right, but also didn't want to be in the front. Uh, so it was tricky. Um, <laughs> this is musical. <laughs> it was. I had too much stuff going through my head. Uh, so the worst part is this Nikki girl. 
Uh, so we all have dinner at a community center with the family, which was, it was a lot of fun. It was cool to meet, you know, people that grew up with my dad and a lot of extended relatives. And then she just acted like she was part of the family. So when we talked about the car breaking down, the worst thing, this actually kind of upset me a little bit. She was like, I bet it's just Ralph playing a joke. And I was like, Hey, I was like, Hey, you're not on first name basis. Uh, he is Mr. Owens Mm -hmm. or he is my grandfather. You're not even allowed to say Paw Paw. I'm not even going to grant you Paw Paw rights right now. You better. Here's, okay, let me interject real quick. Yeah. Here's why she can say whatever she wants. It's because, I don't know, y'all seem like a family that's cool with anything. Because I, here I was minding my business on the river, being a gypsy. And you like, are you a gypsy? Of course I'm a gypsy. Well, you want to play at a funeral randomly? This family is the most loving fa- I'm part. They invited me in their family. We so, just yeah, we just don't look at it. Yeah, it's y'all's fault. <laughs> we just look at it. We're like, it's not her fault. Why would you? Y'all just y'all. It's just, Uncle Randy's fault. Y'all were the nicest people in the world to her. She's never experienced kindness that way. Who and then, says that? Who's be, like, hey, I bet your granddad's a ghost added, right now, and also some, he's pranking you. Someone who just got added to the family. She's a gypsy. I still don't know what that is, terrible. and I don't feel comfortable about it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's not like oh. you found like a nun, and you're like, hey, you can sing. Come do our funeral, like this is crazy. You found a gypsy. I was like, "Who I is?" Don't know what that who is. is it this? Still feels weird. And she told me a forty-five minute story about her running into Dave Chappelle. Uh, Everybody running. Dave I knew I was in trouble when, like, so we're, we're sitting there on those long white tables that are in every fellowship hall, and uh, my dad's in between us, and then my dad gets up to get more food, and I was like, "There's nothing now. There's no barrier." Oh no! I, I, I felt her turning, and she goes, "So you're the comedian?" Ooh, like, yeah. <laughs> Wait. She's sitting at a t- like yeah, this at is the a part- family table. At a family table. Yeah, why did she leave after the singing? I don't know. She's, there's a very so good chance. Nice. If I texted Tyler right now, she's still at my aunt and uncle's house. She in a fam. Well, yeah, she had no shoes. She like this family. Yeah. It's my family now. That's what I told I'm her. I was on like, the couch. He was like, "Oh, she's a drifter." I was like, "She's homeless. She's gonna be in your house until you kick her out." Do you know why? Because she has nowhere else to go. Because you found her on a river. <laughs> Okay, you literally found this lady on a river. She had a guitar, and you're like, "We need music." Bro, this is the most West Virginia thing I've ever heard in my life. Every time it's Virginia, it's not even West Virginia. We haven't even crossed the border. Sure, we're still in Parisburg. I don't know what any of those things mean. We went like she played, and it was fine. It was nice. And then I I heard the story nine different times. People like, you know how we found her. You know how we found her. Everybody proud of that. Did you like the music? You know how we found her. She was just drifting on the river. And your Uncle Randy snatched her. Your Uncle Randy grabbed her. Was and he she playing said, while he found her? He just found her with a guitar. And he was like, do you play music? And then she played him a song. And he was like, good enough. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, sure. Yo, sure. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. It was bro, so weird. I, let me just so say this. so uncomfortable. This is, this. I, I hate to be that dude again, but this this would never happen with a black family. <laughs> no, this would never happen with my family. I agree with that most, too. Most families. I, yeah, I would, agree, I would also, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But I just, from my own experience, I saw my dad nearly punch a dude in the face when my uncle died. And like, there was like a, it was a wake. And just do people just, he didn't, he didn't know if they knew him or not. And he rolled up on him like, "What y'all, what y'all want?" And I was like, "My dad's gonna punch somebody at this funeral." And they didn't, they didn't bring any. They were just witnessing. They were planning on leaving. We paid a guy a lot of money to come play bagpipes, but we were like, "You stand right here outside here's, of this." Here's what you yeah. do. And like, I think music at a funeral is great. It's usually beautiful. But is it worth it? It wasn't <laughs> this time. I'll be honest. It wasn't this time. I was, I was sad. My sister Emily went up and she talked, and it was great, and it was beautiful, and yeah. it was really emotional. Then Nikki gets up there. <laughs> Just no, one had, no one had any like 
before that moment, no one had any like, who is this? <laughs> was so, Nikki dressed for the funeral? She had a dress on, but no shoes, like some vagabond. Nah, she gets a pen. He, he used to have dudes out it's here. It's not her fault. Here, well, so here, here's another just a, a different angle. Uh, so they didn't tell my dad what song she was playing because oh, my uncle Randy like thought it would be nice if it was a surprise. No, ain't no surprise. If you know so my dad's so uncle Randy's like, I got music. My dad's like, oh, that's great. Uh, what songs? And he goes, we got it covered. My dad's like, I really nope. want to know what songs. Yeah. And he's like, we got it covered. And my dad's like, I don't have time to deal with this. Yeah. We're just going to move on to the next thing. Also, I think I got insulted. I think my dad and I got insulted at the same time by another guy that graduated with him. He was talking to me. And he's like, oh, you're the comedian? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, Mike would have a kid that's a comedian. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's like my dad was funny or like, I don't know. I have no idea what it meant. It's probably a positive thing. Maybe. It's probably positive. Probably. Yeah. I felt positive. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to give you one less thing to worry about. Anyway. Silver lining. I found out that uh, my grandpa snuck moonshine into his high school in shoeboxes to sell to his teachers. That's what I'm talking about. So get it in. So there we go. So just don't invite unknown gypsies to your wedding or your funeral. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next one. What's topic. next, man? Wow. Let's talk about the World Cup. Uh, France beat Croatia. That was the last thing to happen. And then France won the World Cup, uh, which was cool. Did you guys watch? I, I, I know, I'm assuming Dan watched the final. I did. David, did you watch I didn't the final? See, I didn't see any of it. And if, again, I felt like I wanted to, but I just didn't. I never knew when it came on. Can be honest, I never knew anything came on. That feels bad. It, was that. it on a tape delay on Sunday? No, it was on at 11. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wasn't around a TV okay. on Sunday. Yeah. And even if I had been. Still trying to process a gypsy. I get it. Still trying to figure out the gypsy. <laughs> yeah. Who we were getting texts of like, hey, she's still here. So of she is. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I the World Cup, it's, it's really cool. It, it makes me wish that I liked soccer. As I watch it, I'm like, hey, I wish I had a dog in the fight. Cause that can get me into soccer, but also like, I wish I just enjoyed it. I really like the FIBA tournament and I know that's nowhere near the scale. What, what did you just say? The inter, the FIBA, the basket international basketball oh, tournament. I was like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Nope. I like that. I like the world baseball classic. So mm-hmm. it's like, I know this is that plus what? everything else. Plus, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, no, I, I, this it, is that plus like, this is bigger than the Olympics to most people in right. this world. Okay. The, the few things I thought was cool. French president uh, going into Croatia's locker room and congratulating them. I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought, and then Croatia being welcomed home like they were. I thought that was incredible. It didn't look, if you had not told me that they had lost, mm-hmm. you had said, Hey, what do you think happened before this? Mm. I'd been like, well, they won something. Obviously they won. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much, huh? No, it was so, crazy. I didn't see it. Uh, I'll be honest. The only thing I would have, cause I don't really have a dog in the fight and I'm still trying to process what I would have liked to have seen. And then maybe you saw apparently did Will Smith perform? Yes, he did. Was it dope? I, I just saw his Instagram story. Oh, okay. So you didn't see the performance. I yeah. was like, I no one I've saw no seen I don't no think video. Because they, they don't like they don't I don't think they cut to like they cut to all commercials during halftime, so there's uh, not they're not gonna like sit on a performance. Yeah, yeah, it's not like the Super Bowl or anything like that. Right. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I was, I was like, because I saw the Instagram, I was like, yo, what did he perform? It was an incredible World Cup though. Like yeah. so much kind of like surprises and Teams that you thought were going to do great didn't, and th- teams that you didn't necessarily think were going to do great played out of their minds. Yeah, um, and the World it was Cup really is fun. Every what? How many? Four years. Four years. It's like the Olympics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Dang. Yeah. So then the Women's World Cup is next summer. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in on that. So it's in Paris actually. So that that'll be Ooh. fun. Um, 
But yeah, I think uh, it was a great World Cup. Yeah. And yeah, so they opened up all of Mercedes Benz. So they put seventy two thousand people in the stadium for the Atlanta United match, but you could come early and watch. Did you go early? I I came at the very end. Okay. How so. was that? How was that? Because I know that's a, an incredible atmosphere. How was it watching a game on a screen in that atmosphere? It was cool. Like most people were just they passed a resolution so people could start drinking at eleven. Okay. Which if you don't know, if you're not from Atlanta, you can't drink until like twelve thirty. Right. In Atlanta <clears throat> on Sundays. Which is some crazy Very just weird. southern yeah moralistic law yeah um but I digress uh okay. yeah everyone was partying drinking at eleven so it was pretty crazy though okay yeah like I said I didn't really have I mean I was rooting for France but that was just because I think like eighty percent of France's team was from like Af- some African country and so I, that yeah. was the meme that I kept seeing it was like like Africa was like France you're welcome because <laughs> like all of their teams. Like every most people on the team, anybody influential on the team was you know African and like I think they were like the numbers. Somebody had a, a a meme that was I thought was interesting, especially with like the political climate in France. It was like you have eighty percent immigrants, like fifty percent of them are Muslims, and they won you a World Cup. Can you please not be so racist? You know what I mean? Like these are the people that just won you the things you're most proud of, and your country is like has a lot of like you know. There's a lot of unrest right now concerning like immigrants and and, and Muslims things like that. So I don't know. That was only, that was my only like takeaway from. It. I was like, oh, that's a kind of a cool uh, statement or like a show of like you know. Uh, and it is cool that sports can a lot of times do that. Yeah. Whether it's you know you, even if you know, hopefully change comes of this. But if nothing else, like that country really got together and rallied behind. Oh yeah. People that overall they did not welcome. Yeah. And now it's like all right, well. Yeah. Do we have to like whatever change comes from this, whether it's forced or whether it is a genuine respect of what well you brought France, right? Something yes, sort of worthless, but also like historic. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. like they've won two. Mm-hmm. Is that sec- yeah. France's second? Ninety three or ninety six? Yeah, yeah. it was like twenty. Like, I think it was like twenty years ago, something like that. Twenty something years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was cool. Uh, was Con- Conor McGregor was there? Yeah, hanging out with Vladimir Putin. Yeah, man, best buds. Uh, yeah. So that's that's a weird. That feels like an angry combination. Like I feel like both of those guys grunt a lot. I think they greet each other with punches to the chest. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like you ever seen Head of State? Yeah. Bernie Mac, Chris Rock. I feel like that's how they greet each other, just slapping each other or punching each other in the chest. I feel like Putin punches McGregor, and then McGregor fake punches Putin. Yeah. Because he's like, you punch me, I'll kill you. Like, I think that's how Putin works. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Bear. <laughs> I'll have bear eat you. Please, wear a hat. Wear a hat. I will have bear eat you if you do not wear a hat. Real quick, let's just go around the room. I just want to hear this. Would you watch the World Cup with Putin in his box? Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> I would say no. Uh, Dan, you and Putin hanging out? For watch, sure. Watching a little football together? I have no problem with it. Okay. Dan has no problem with Vladimir Putin. Uh, next topic. <laughs> Did Nate just try to set you up like it was going to work? Yeah, nah. <laughs> so you really would? Like, I mean, I would... have all the issues with Vladimir Putin. Like, yeah. the guy is a dictator. Like, I mean, he's, mur- he's murdered countless journalists and reporters who, like, have rised up against him. Like, yeah. any opposition, like, suddenly turns up. But if I had no other way to go to the World Cup, I would have loved to go to the World Cup. Just... So if Vladimir Putin wants to fly my butt over there... Will Smith didn't have a problem of getting paid by Vladimir Putin's government. Like, no one else is like, like, (laughs) I mean, did not think about that. 
Facts. Good for Will Smith. Yeah. So and good for Dan Duncan. If my buck could be in that box, <laughs> you know that box is nice. You know they had the best like yeah vodka that that yeah that money could buy. Right. Okay. I just want to be with the people if I was gonna go. Yeah. I don't want, like an event like that. I don't want to be in a box. An event like that in a sport I'm not that familiar with. I want to be like around because maybe like, hey, what just happened? Like, yeah. You can't say that to nobody in the box. They don't care as much either. You know. So. Next topic. What you got? Let's talk a little Johnny Manziel. Uh, so Clint is a Kingsbury. That's, yep. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Tech's head coach uh, talked about his time at uh, Texas A&M as their defensive coordinator when he was on one of Barstool Sports podcasts, which he looks exactly like a guy that would not only enjoy, but uh, be excited to be on a Barstool Sports podcast. <laughs> what? Why do you, his what hair is mean? crispy. What is that? What is hair crispy? His hair is crispy. Look him up. His hair is very crispy. It looks wet all day. And it's like, what did you put in that to make it wet all day? It's not wet. At some point, it gets dry. such a hater with like, if a dude is like mildly dude attractive. Oh, no, no. That has nothing to do with it. I'm sure if if he didn't have, it's the crispy hair. I don't know what It's like, it is. He looks like he should wear a puka shell necklace. That his hair says, I have a shark tooth in my top drawer. (laughs) That's the kind of hair that Clint has. Okay. He goes in there and he, so he tells the story about Johnny Manziel. Uh, I forgot who they were playing the next day. Manziel parties all Mr. night. State. Okay, Mississippi State. Manziel parties all night, uh, drinks a or lot. Mississippi. Star- Starkville, Mississippi. Starkville, Starkville Mississippi, Mississippi State. Okay, yeah. Uh, parties all night in a Scooby-Doo costume. Uh, just drinks a lot. Misses the team bus the next day. Shows up late for the walkthrough. Uh, Kingsbury said he was definitely hungover. No, he was still drunk. Oh, still drunk. At, for the walkthrough. So drunk for the walkthrough, which means by the time game time rolled around, he was hungover and had one of the best games of his career, yep. if not the best game of his career. Yep. Um. So I guess, cool. I don't want to hear this if I'm Mississippi State. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, somebody did all this, not at a, nowhere near 100%, had no idea what was going on. I mean, I will say hungover at 22 or 20 is a lot different than hungover now. That's true. He probably should have just kept drinking his whole career. Mm. Just, just always be a little, <laughs> just like, just always not, be a little drunk. Which not, may be the most insensitive thing I could ever say because it's he up clearly there. struggles with. Right, that was pretty insensitive. <laughs> alcoholism. <laughs> but, however, however, the facts don't lie. <laughs> Greatest like, game he's ever had in college. The dude, maybe he. He just need to loosen up a little bit. Mm. Is that is that he's like, man, I'm really nervous for this game against Mississippi State tomorrow. Better throw back a bunch of Jaeger I think bombs. If he was, yeah, I think if he was uh, dancing a Scooby Doo uh, costume, he was pretty loose. He was like, if he wasn't like nervous, you know what I mean? Like the day before, you dress up as Scooby Doo, you dance with people. Like you're like, you know what? Tomorrow's fine. How whatever happens, I'm what, gonna be good. What's the best thing you've done hungover? Uh, the best. Mm, I think I've ever. I, again, I think I've. Any time I've ever been there, I definitely have planned out the next day. I'm. I'm very cerebral when I drink. That's fair. You know what I mean. So I'm not. I don't really have those. Like, yeah. I, I never had to do anything. I think the most hungover I've ever been always is like the wet a wedding's the next day. So like standing oh, up yeah. there and like just looking presentable. Take that back. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Just realized, yep, that, uh, yep, yep, yep. Waking up and just be, you're right. So the best thing I ever did was just being like, oh man, you look good today. I'm like, thanks. Like, <laughs> so this took effort. Yeah. <laughs> One of my cousins was getting married, and I don't want to, I don't need to say his name just in case anybody listens. Wait, you had a bad funeral and a bad wedding for this podcast? 
Uh, well, this is no. The wedding worked out great. Okay. They had the bachelor party the day before the rehearsal. Terrible idea. Um. So they, they gave a little buffer room before the wedding. Mm-hmm. So my mom like pulls me aside and she's like, "Hey, should you go talk to the groom?" This is during the rehearsal dinner. And I go, "Why?" She goes, "He looks just pale and sweaty and nauseous. Like I think he's getting cold feet. He was so hungover at the rehearsal dinner." that my mom thought their marriage was already in trouble. <laughs> wow. And I was like, you drank too much. He's like, I did. He puked in the elevator. That's drinking too much. So yeah, yeah, I've, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I usually plan. I haven't done too many things hungover. Cause I'm, I think I'm more useless hungover than I am drunk. Oh, that's for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, hungover. I just, I shut down. Um, my, I went to a bachelor party and then the next day we were going to go tubing on Lake Lanier. And I did that hungover, and that was miserable. So I have a scientific way to have determined okay. Uh-oh. when you're it. when you because everyone gets a little tipsy, everyone like fine. But what's the line, right, where you're like, I could stop drinking now, mm-hmm. feel great, and not be hungover, or keep drinking and I'm gonna be in trouble. Okay. And that line is when you go to the bathroom, because once you start drinking, you're gonna go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. The bathroom trip where you look at the mirror and you <laughs> smile at yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's real science, dog. That's real science. That's when you got to shut yeah. it down. Like, hey, that's this is it. And with the I smile. I found the line. Everybody's had that. You look up in the mirror and you go, it's a good yeah. night. Yeah, because well, yeah, so most people, a lot of people, when they look in the mirror, and like, you ready to go? <laughs> like, That's just here. Yeah, look at you. Look at we you. are. I, we I need th- some more. I think we should have uh, an alcohol episode. Oh, we have to have that. Maybe we'll do a buzzword because honestly, I want to see Damon a little tipsy. Damon's never really drank. That's true. And I want to see I want to see that happen. Part of it is he never found his drink. He's not going to. <laughs> He's not. I think if we get him to try enough, I don't think we can maybe get a little tipsy Damon. Maybe. And honestly, it may just be mean or sleepy Damon. I don't know, man. That would be fun. It would just require a lot of alcohol. It takes a lot to get me. Yeah. Dude, if t- you're if you're drinking to have a night, I did. What what I, is your drink of choice? Uh, definitely. Um, like to make sure that I'm a little like a little off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like I've I've tried everything. Like whiskey. Oh. I've tried vodka. I've tried to tequ- probably tequila. No, it's tequila. It's definitely it's tequila. tequila. Yeah, it's tequila. I kind of stay away from tequila. That I remember one time in college, I, tequila had me like, where am I right now? <laughs> Thank goodness I have friends because I was like, why am I on this parking lot? I have no idea where I'm at. But I did drunk history. I mean, drunk education. The show, drunk That's education, right. like a couple months back. I drunk a lot. Like I bought, I got a hotel room for the purpose because I was like, I'm not driving nowhere. Got done with the show, and I was like, I'm not gonna drive to uh, Starbar, but I'm just gonna take an Uber to Starbar because I'm fine. And I had over five drinks. Like you know what I mean? Like with three beers. You know what I mean? It was like, why can't I go down like everybody else? Why am I so strong? <laughs> <laughs> you and Johnny Manziel. Me and Johnny yeah. Manziel, man. Did my best work. That's my best. True legend. Yeah. All right. What we got? He won a he won a Heisman Trophy drunk. Oh yeah, that's the thing. We know he we know he accepted his Heisman drunk. We know this. So ridiculous. Yeah. Next topic. Let's talk about Aaron Sorkin. You guys know him. You love him. Master of the Walk and Talk. Uh, he was interviewed by TMZ Sports as a Yankees fan. The Yankees, uh, I believe, are the quickest team to however many home runs by the All Star break. That makes sense in history. In history. And was asked if uh, if the stat should have an asterisk because they have that short fence at Yankee Stadium. And Sorkin responded with, uh, basically, no, unless you put an asterisk by people like Babe Ruth, who played before black players and other players of color were allowed to play. Um, so I guess 
we'll go ahead and say this. Should those kind of stats have an asterisk with all those all those records, all those guys that had incredible careers uh, before integration? I think, I think uh, yes. But I also by say that by saying I also put with that. I think asterisks kind of have a negative connotation. Like they only did this because instead of saying, I think it should just explain the error. You know what I mean? Like I definitely think there should be an asterisk error for like Babe Ruth's home runs. Um, because not, forget even like integration. We're talking about like travel. They didn't have to travel the same way people had to travel in like the seventies and eighties and, you know, on or whatever. So like going from coast to coast, playing a game in Atlanta, then going to San Francisco the next day and like dealing with that. I think there should be an asterisk for steroid error. Like we all know what happened. We loved it as fans. Everybody loved it. We love seeing Mark McGuire hit seven, you know, rows back or whatever. Like, just put an asterisk next to him. Like, here's what happened during this time, just for people to understand stuff. But I don't, I don't necessarily agree with like the negative because he didn't. Babe Ruth didn't control that. He just played the game. You know what I mean? He That's wasn't true. like fighting legislation and being like, I only want the best. It's like, no, I'm, I'm getting paid to hit the ball over the fence. I'm gonna hit the ball over the fence. But I do think asterisk to help people understand the full context of it might be useful. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that. I mean, there's definitely stuff that's, I mean, science has improved. You think about all the pictures, what they could have done before Tommy John surgery was invented. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to use context without necessarily having to devalue careers. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with putting, put an asterisk in front of the entire baseball hall of fame. It should be. And just be like, Hey, by the way, uh, some of these guys used cocaine. Yeah. Throw that in. Some of these guys were racists. Some of these guys were great players. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Ty Cobb is one of the greatest hitters of all time. Yeah. You don't want to put a little bit of context, the kind of person that he was. See, but see, all right. I don't think that matters. Yeah, for that. I get well, that he's the, a racist. The only reason that I say it matters is because the Hall of Fame has built itself up as this standard. Oh, so you're and saying, especially you're saying the more way than they, stats. Yes, okay. because well, the, yeah. the baseball voters are talking about it being more than stats. Got you. Hall of Fame voters act like it's more than that. Yeah, okay. And, and that's why, to me, it's like, well, if you're going to put... If you're going to say, well, Barry Bonds can't go in. Because he didn't talk to you. Yeah, if you're going to say, well, <laughs> Pete Rose gambled, so he can't be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's like, well, you got to give context to the, all these guys that you voted in because yeah. they had a great crack of the bat. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I don't like. Okay. Well, I, it, that's a good point. That's the only way. Because I'm, I'm probably not for the asterisks, like, oh, he was racist. Like, I'm like, yeah, so, I mean, somebody, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying go racist, but I'm also well, saying, like, yo, like, you, everybody go to work with somebody that's probably a little something. Yeah, doesn't so do you guys not, feel like Mark McGuire should be in the Hall absolutely, of Fame? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so Mark no McGuire, qualms about him potentially becoming manager of the Cardinals? Oh, no. I think he'd be a good manager. I saw what he did. Yeah. I know he had help that technically wasn't outside of the rules of baseball at the point when he started. Boom. I know he had help. I know Barry Bonds had a lot of help. Yeah. Um, But I still watched them hit the ball over the fence that many times. Right. And still got to hit it. You still got to make contact. Is again scientifically, it's, it's it's almost scientifically impossible to hit a baseball. Your brain is guessing. Yeah, that's what's the crazy thing about a fastball is your brain or your eyes don't know that the ball is there. Right. Your brain doesn't know the ball is there. Your brain is saying, "I think this is where the ball is. This yeah. is where the ball should be." Right. It's insane that anybody hits a baseball ever. Right. So all the steroids in the world is not going to help you. Like, no. Think about it, if everybody everybody did the steroids, right? Everybody did. Only a few of them hit the ball that often. <laughs> so it's like. They would have done it either way. You look at Barry Bonds' stats before he took steroids. Yeah, he was the be- he was MVP caliber player. Yes, and then he took steroids and became a created player. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. we're all in agreement here. This is not the most lively topic, but we're all in it's agreement. Not. 
Asterisks are like, eh, they are where they are. Speaking of home runs. Yeah, let's do home it. Home run derby uh, is tonight. We'll know who the winner for, is. For clarity, though, I would say kick everyone out that's ever used steroids from the Hall of really? Fame. Really? We can call them great. We can put give them their own Hall of Fame. Steroid Hall of Fame. But you're not you. Okay. But, I, but I'm like, Interesting. kick everybody out. What about guys that used uh, amphetamines in the 80s to stay awake? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think if it's proven that you broke the rules... In any way, shape, or form, even if you found like, and like the loophole that you're, I'm, I'm assuming there's a loophole that there was like s- some drugs that weren't listed, and that's what Mark McGuire was using, mm-hmm. right? Right. I think that the 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 spirit of the rule. If you broke the spirit of the rule, then you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Well, the only thing that I would I would say to that is, where do you draw the line? Do you kick out guys that scuffed up the baseball? At when the first guy threw a curveball, that was illegal. So what do you do about the guys that put tar under their gloves? Um, guy, I mean, who's the one pitcher for the Yankees that scratched the ball with his wedding ring? So I don't have anything that's like, if, is it, if is you it threw just a the medical ball, side? that's like you're taking advantage of like a game to me. But, and I, and I think if it gets, if he gets caught, then you, like you get thrown out of the game. There's consequences to yeah. cheating in the game, but hmm. cheating on the game is to, is different to me. I don't know. I guess I just feel like baseball is a game of cheating. Like it, it, it just it, like it's the only game where you're like if you have to. It's kind of I, like a where thing. I draw the line is the needles. Yeah, like where you're just where you're injecting yourself with something to get a competitive advantage. Right. Like, but I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I agree with you in that in that aspect for real. And I wouldn't take their records away from them. Like yeah. I'm just saying the one thing you don't get because you chose to do this yeah. is is recognized the, with these is other the people. eternal like. The like, glo- yeah. glory of being in the Hall of Fame. I can see that. It's like, you sacrificed that. Yeah. But thanks for those seven foot home run, 700 foot home runs. Yeah, they were great. They were great. They were so much fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we got it. Next topic. Oh, final topic. Yeah. Great. Let's talk about this. <laughs> so, Papa John's is back in the news. <laughs> Saving the best for last. People Saving were like, the best why is last. Nate pissed about this intro <laughs> in this last topic? <laughs> uh, so, Papa John's, if you don't remember, uh, came out, kind of backpedaled a little bit, but last year during the season, came out against players protesting during the national anthem. Uh, met, I feel like, a lot of social backlash, but a lot, a lot of support, uh, especially from the right. And uh, now, uh, old Mr. Papa is under... A little bit of trouble again for uh, using the N word during a conference call. He was forced. He was forced. He was forced. They made oh, him do it. They made him use it. They were like, "See, that's what people don't talk about." They might talk is about racists that. that are forced to Man, be racist. He didn't want to be a racist. You know, what, guys, my bad. Let's listen to the podcast. Poor, <laughs> poor Papa. Poor Papa. Poor Papa. He was in there minding his own business, like say it. Say it. You know, I I knew he couldn't have been bad because of the free garlic sauce. Come on, man. I was like, there's some. What a man that gives you free garlic sauce. (laughs) I don't like the banana pepper, but I appreciate it. Right? You know, forced. No, he's terrible. And I feel like we saw this. And I'm just going to say, if you're somebody who does not like players protesting in the anthem, you're entitled to your opinion. But I need you to be aware of who you are aligning yourself with. And time and time again, you are aligning yourself with racists. And it keeps happening. And people keep saying, look, guys, it's not about race. It's not about policy. You know, you just got to respect this. Um, also, I'm going to casually use the N-word in a business meeting. And it's like, that's who? That's your celebrity no, spokesman. Not just a business meeting. Literally, the point of this business meeting was to train him to h- handle tough questions. So they're literally, like, scoring him. Fail. Like, 
on his responses so that he can be in the public eye again because he, he had he had like basically like hey yeah. you're not good for PR yeah so we're gonna train you this yeah. is like a PR training want to keep you around so we're gonna like ask you questions and so that you can field responses and answer in the right manner and we'll give you pointers. And that, that was the basis. He for this failed an call. open book. Don't he be racist. Failed, test. He failed an open book. <laughs> don't Guys, be. this is the easiest. If yeah. you get a test, if somebody comes up to you and they're like, say the N word and you yeah, go, no, no, no. I no. feel like most people are passing that test. Yeah. I know a lot of people that shouldn't pass that test. That's a whole, that are still going to pass that test. That's a, that's a whole nother level of stupid. <laughs> like, golly. You and had one job, bro. And not only that, but like, so there basically there was a PR agency that was like helping Papa John's do all of this work, right? Mm-hmm. That you're talking about a multi-million dollar contract. There's probably they probably have five or six other big clients along the lines of Papa John's, but like a decent number of people are employed at that agency because of this contract. Absolutely. Guarantee you, they literally got off the call and called the. CEO, which is not Papa John. Right. It's not. No, he got kicked out from yeah. his CEO job like six months ago yeah. when, he, when all of that stuff hit mm-hmm. uh, the fan. And they called him and were like, hey, we don't, we're not working. We're, not we're firing you as a we client. We gotta get out. We gotta get out. <laughs> like, for them to do that would have, they would have then had to turn around and fire a handful, like 10, 20 people on that, yeah. that account. And they were like, yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. So if you're wondering what is the sports uh, connection here, because we forgot about that, but I, I'm but that's good. apparently Louisville University of Louisville, which Papa John supported, uh, took his name off of like the business school and like a couple like buildings. What yeah. was it? It was I, I know the basketball stadium is yes. named after it, and I would assume the football as well. Yep, football. They took his name off of there. If so. you know anything about University of Louisville, <laughs> uh, if they backing away from yeah. you recently, like in the last couple, of, you you really messed up. They're like, we cannot. And deal with this uh, Yeah And it, if you don't know Anything about Louisville They're fine with Prostitution They are So we'll just go ahead And throw it out that part of they're, the culture. they're fine with Prostitution part of the culture. But they're like Whoa don't be racist Don't be racist bro Don't be racist Right Well don't get caught Being racist don't get caught Papa's being racist. been racist I don't feel like You just wake up And you're like Oh man am I racist today <laughs> Man <laughs> yeah. It's not that you probably... What if he did <laughs> I think about that People like People didn't wake up Being racist What if somebody did like, I just they can't Caught the racist bug <laughs> <laughs> just saying, <laughs> like yesterday, I was fine. I had black friends. And day, <laughs> something happened. Just got to call in sick. Hey guys, yeah, I can't. I, I can't, can't come into the office. I'm uh, racist, but I can't. Racist you, don't, you won't. I'll infect people. You don't. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a 24 hour thing. But I'll, yeah. I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'm about to, I'm about to be at that skit. That'd be hilarious. Just some people just woke up with a racist bug. It's like a racist Tourette's bug. Yeah. <laughs> Oh it's my crazy goodness. Like go Just google Louisville just, Listen I'm I'm just Again I just sound, Like I said it before It boggles my mind When rich people Lose their money For just talking too much You would literally Be better off Just eating Hundred dollar bills Like trying to swallow Hundred When you think You're gonna say something, Just start swallowing your money Like immediately Start stuffing your mouth Cause you'll keep Way more money You might You know Get sick you might. But you won't lose your millions of dollars. No. You'll lose a couple hundred that you, you know, tried to ingest. Yeah. It's a very weird point I'm trying to make. But what I'm trying to say is I hate seeing rich like I hate seeing rich people lose all their money. Not I mean, not that's not true. I kinda of like seeing him lose his money. But <laughs> But it would be not so you don't have it to. would be so easy for you just to like re- I mean, you took a 
company yes from nothing from nothing to m- hundreds of millions of dollars right like how bad is your pride to be like and now honestly you are ruining the lives of all of the franchise owners mm-hmm. that like invested in you and in the company and made you a m- probably billion i mean right. millionaire like i think he's worth 900 million dollars or something like that Jeez. right now yeah and but you have the guy who like you know Owns his local pizza shop. That yeah. was like his dream. Yep. And ain't nobody can't nobody eat there now. And I'll be honest, like you're costing me money as well because now if I want the garlic sauce, I gotta pay twenty five cents for it at Domino's. Hey, shout out! Can we shout out Domino's though? Domino's, is, Domino's is killing the game. Domino's now has a program. If you have a pothole in your neighborhood, Domino's will fix your pothole. Why does Domino's Pizza have a better game plan for infrastructure than the American government? Hello, <laughs> what is happening here? I saw that commercial and I was like, we can't, we can't. This is the government ain't thought like the how is Domino's paying for potholes? And I'm out here in Atlanta every time I drive by the dome or in that area, I'm about to lose my car. Like it's it's crazy. Well, Shout well, out to Domino's. Well, Domino's. Remember, Domino's used to be trash pizza. It used to be trash pizza, and they knew it. Learn from Domino's. Everybody should learn from Domino's. Domino's came out a few years back. It's like, man, we knew we had trash pizza. Pizza wasn't no good. It was trash. Please come back. We'll give you free stuff. Just trust us. We're working us. better this time. We're trying to. You can learn. Everybody can learn an apology from Domino's. Like how to apologize properly from Domino's. They've gone above and beyond, and I will continue to give them my business until somebody in there says like the N word. But after until the end, until then. They be the do dominoes it. in your life, guys. Yeah. Wake up tomorrow. That's find the bar. Real low bar. Yeah, real low yeah. bar. <laughs> find the oven sandwich of your life. Yeah, now see, they they, they almost Too lost much. me with some oven sandwiches. Really? They're not you bad. an oven sandwich fan? <laughs> They're not bad. You would order a sandwich from Domino's Pizza. I thought I would try it. Come I thought on. I would try it. You would you don't try nothing. That's what's you how? It was like how? A, it was like a chicken bacon like ranch thing. Never Domino sub sandwich. Mm. <laughs> it's an oven baked sandwich. Man, you you yo you deserve the bread every, is crispy you, and the meat is juicy, talk, and I will not apologize. Yo yo, the way you talk, you deserve every random gypsy to fall in your life. The way you be talking, bro. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> put that evil on me. <laughs> that that sounds like a curse. Marry your single uncle, whichever one he is. <laughs> she's not single, sure. but she's still may marry. We're not sure that side of the family. <laughs> oh my goodness, Tyler's single. Don't put maybe Tyler. Tyler. Poor Tyler. (laughs) That's it, guys. That is all of our topics. Thanks so much to Dan for stepping up uh, while Damon is once again pirating. Just at sea, just floating right now. Yeah, just floating under the stars. Just Just, just Titanic. Yeah. (laughs) My name is Nathan Owens. You can find me on Twitter at I am underscore Owens. Snapchat, Instagram is just I am Owens. Uh, yo, follow me on Instagram, Twitter at Do or Die. That's at D U E O R D I E. Uh, if you're in the Durham area, I will be in Durham, North Carolina this Saturday, uh, opening for Cameron Esposito. I think it's called like the Pitchfork or Hitch. I don't know the name of the place, but if you go to Cameron Esposito's uh, website or, you know, go to mine, it'll show you there. Get tickets if you come through, say what's up. And uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag fourth and 10. See you next week. Peace. <laughs>